Hey, it's Margot Tantow here. Welcome to Windowsill Chats, a podcast for creatives and the creatively curious. I am so glad you're here. I've spent decades working with artists and being one myself. I've spent time in the trenches, figuring out the best way to get something made, how to put oneself out there, how to get your work noticed, and pull yourself up and face the next challenge. Windowsill Chats brings you creativity from a global perspective, as I talk in depth to friends I've met along the way. I'm here to bring their stories to you, as well as a few of my own, and see if there's anything you can pull out for yourself. Maybe a laugh, something you can relate to, and definitely a little bit more community for your quiet corner. So grab a cup of tea or coffee or a glass of wine and join me over in my sunny windowsill. Yes, I need your trouble. so glad you're here. Thanks so much for hanging out in the windowsill with me today. I am super pleased to be talking to Chelsea Westman. Chelsea is a dear friend. She is a mentor of sorts. She is just someone that I truly admire. And I thought you should know about her as well. Did you know there was such a thing as a productivity coach? Often I say that to people when I'm talking about Chelsea and they're like, really? A productivity coach? Yes, there is. Chelsea is, in her words, a popcorn-obsessed mom of three living next to the Utah mountains. As a productivity coach and online business consultant, Chelsea is passionate about empowering ambitious women to take back their time, make more money without putting in more hours, and create a life that aligns with their values. She helps ambitious women to optimize time, money, and mindset without sacrificing sanity through systems, financial freedom, and time management hacks. I mean, seriously, who wouldn't want to know more about that? Chelsea and I chat a lot about what productivity is and what it isn't. Productivity versus business, how to figure out if you're actually being productive or you're just being busy, if that rings a bell. I think you'll really appreciate this. Chelsea has some great systems that are, I say systems, but they're really, they boil down to some fantastic tips and ways to get yourself just sort of aligned with your time a little bit better than you might be. I know she's certainly helped me. In the t-shirt she's wearing and the cute picture of her that I've posted, it says, be the change. And I think that is a perfect way to describe what Chelsea stands for. She helps you learn how to create space for the life you want and how to get creative with great productivity hacks. So without further ado, here is my lovely friend, Chelsea. I am so excited to talk to my friend, Chelsea, today. Thanks for being here, Chelsea. Oh, I love you for having me. I've been so excited about this. Oh my gosh. Me I too. get to be on Margot Tantau's podcast. <laughs> like how lucky am I? You know, it's really just two friends chatting it, and it, and I forget often that all of you lovely people are actually listening in. So thanks for being here today. Cause Chelsea is just one of my favorite creative business minds to 
throw ideas around with. And I figured I might be hiding our way. So I better share with the rest of you. (laughs) I'm very grateful. So Chelsea and I met, I think it was before COVID. No, we were in, we were in the Facebook group with the KVB course. Yes. But we didn't really talk until we were in a group. It was COVID. It was right before COVID hit. That's right. So we've been digging in a lot together. As a matter of fact, Chelsea helped me a lot to get this podcast off the ground in that gentle friend nudging kind of way. Like, aren't you going to do this? When are we saying this is happening? It was you. I'm so glad. I'm so glad you remember it. That is being gentle because (laughs) (laughs) I'm, I don't, that's not a part of my nature. So I appreciate that. That's how you remember. She's firmly generous. And she was also the one that said, what do you mean you think you have to do this all by yourself? You know, you can find somebody to help you edit it. Thank you, Katie, who I refer to my lovely, fantastic editor who helps get this out into the world and who with, I also could not make this happen, but I do have to give you credit, my dear. I'm not sure this would be here without you. So a little bit more about Chelsea. So did you know, all you listeners, that there actually is such a thing as a productivity coach? Did you coin that phrase, Chelsea? Probably not. I mean, I, it doesn't sound super original, so I probably didn't coin it, um, but, but you live it well. I, yeah. Productivity is my jam and it has been probably my entire life. You know, when you actually find that space where you're supposed to be and you kind of look back on it and you're like, Oh, like I was made for this. Mm. Um, a lot of people in creative careers feel that way, but that's definitely productivity has always been a theme throughout my life. That's very cool. How would you describe, like, what does productivity look like slash mean to you? Yeah, I love that. You know, it's actually funny. I I think the definition changes depending on the season that I'm in and that I'm living. But I think with, if I definitely had to define it, uh, productivity is getting those needle moving tasks accomplished um, that make you feel successful. Uh, It's not It's not how many things you can get done in a day. That's busyness and busyness does not always take care of business. If productivity is, is being in alignment with how you're spending your time and moving those needles in a way that makes you feel successful. So there is no one size fits all when it comes to being a productive person or a productive business owner, because it's, it's individual for everyone. But if you're aligned with what you're spending your time doing, then you're most likely being pretty productive. Mm. Oh my gosh. I, I was trying to take notes for a good title. That was all so juicy. <laughs> I, yeah. And like I said, my definition has kind of changed a little bit. And so I, I'm probably gonna have to listen back to this and write that down because <laughs> that's the first time I've explained it in that manner. As but of that late. makes so much sense. And I, I hope if you're listening, you're, you might've stopped whatever you're doing. And was like, wait a minute, what will that mean for me? For me? Like, are you productive or are you busy? That, that right there is just a quote you can ask yourself in the middle of your morning, like, am I being busy or am I being productive? And somehow, sometimes how we come across to others, like, I know I'm like, oh, I'm so busy, but oh, am I so productive? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It doesn't always factor in, in the way that I wish it would. So I know you have some amazing, well, I was going to say tips or just sort of practices to help put productivity first in your mind at the end of the day and the beginning of the day. Talk to mm-hmm. me a little bit about that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you know all about those, right. Mm. Um, 
backtrack really quickly though. The one way that you can know, so you phrase that question perfectly. Am I being busy or am I being mm. productive? The best way to answer that question and to how, you know, is it, how do you feel when you get into bed at the end of the night? Mm. Are you yes. totally burnt out and feeling like you have nothing to show for it? Or are you getting into bed, like feeling personally satisfied, like you spent your day in alignment with what you wanted to do? That's mm-hmm. how you know if you're busy or if you're productive. So, um, yeah, that's, that's so interesting one. that you said that too. Cause just last night, I, I, as I was like, you know, like, okay, it's just me and my, the light in my room. And I, I was just thinking, okay, this is some nights I feel like I have so much that I didn't get done. And tonight I can just like, okay. I, you know, do you have those nights people where it's like, okay, I, I fulfilled my list today. I don't feel super stressed about all the undone things. So that's interesting. I was just thinking about that. Yeah. Yeah. It's very timely. Um, but that, I mean, that actually kind of takes us perfectly into, um, the question that you asked next, which was, you know, the, the morning and the evening. So, um, a hill that I will die on, um, is, is establishing morning and evening bookends, um, is what I'm assuming you're kind of talking about. And, and what those are is essentially, those are just consistent morning and evening routines that are repeated every single day. The reason I call them bookends though, is, is, um, it's vital. So if you think about how, um, bookends work, right, they literally hold up a bunch of books, regardless of how heavy in the inside, which I always think is really interesting. If you have a good book and like nothing moves, regardless of how heavy the books are. And that's the same idea for these morning and evening routines. If you can start your day the same and you can end your day the same, no matter what heaviness, no matter what hits the fan during the day, you still have control over the start and the end of it. And then you can get even more strategic about what specifically happens in the morning and the evening to make sure that you are in the right headspace, that you're closing out your day or you're kicking it off on the right foot. But just having them, having consistent tasks that you do to fill your cup, to um, wrap up your day, to get in the right mindset, having the same thing happen every morning and every night um, is a game changer just in feeling productive, just how you present yourself every single day. Mm -hmm. I love that. And I know as far as being productive, you have some great suggestions for what some of those habits should be. Your, your movers. Yes. The movers, the beloved sticky note, which I know that you, you typically use. Um, I work with a lot of people who have creative careers now. Um, that is it's, there's a stereotype right there where, right. Where creatives don't want to be boxed in. They don't want structure. Like they want to fight it. It feels confining. We love fighting that. Yes. Am I triggering anyone here as I'm talking? (laughs) Um, so the, the idea, and I'll bring this right back to product productivity is not a one size fits all, um, practice. It is what works best for you and for your season of life. And so I will say that with a preface, um, what the three movers are is the very first step to making sure that the tasks that you spend your time doing every day are in alignment with your overall goals and your overall um, progress. They're not the things like do laundry, you know, which to be honest, sometimes they are because we're human and sometimes we put things off. So they can be tasks that are procrastinated, but most likely your three movers are the three tasks that if you get accomplished today, 
that you can lay in bed at night, pat yourself on the back and know that you did something with your life today. You did what mattered most. Um, and so the practice behind that, and this is exactly where I start with my clients who are like, I don't want all the time blocking. I don't want every hour of my day mapped out, which I don't do that by the way. So because I'm a mom and that does, my life does not work with time (laughs) block schedules. Um, but if you start your day with three tasks that, you know, if you accomplish these today, you can feel successful tonight. That is, that will change your whole world. And over time that compounds and also creates progress and it hits your goals because we tend to put off the tasks that are most important to us, because sometimes those movers are not what feels urgent. Mm-hmm. We spend most of our day actually running around, checking off tasks that are urgent to other people. Mm, there you go. That's a really, really good point. Yes, we do. And sometimes those aren't necessarily moving us forward. Or also, like you said, in procrastination, it might not be even the laundry you're procrastinating, but it might be that phone call that you need to make that will move mm-hmm. your business forward. But you're like, oh, they don't want to hear from me or, mm-hmm. oh, you know, that's going to take too long. But you know, you're just saying that because you're blocked for some reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and then I take it a step further and I encourage you to do those things first. Mm-hmm. Um, we only have so much, again, I cannot check off all three of my movers before I feed my children breakfast. You know, like it's, it's not a perfect system, but if, when you have time to start working on tasks, um, they, there's another phrase, eat the frogs, you know, Mm -hmm. get the things that you don't want to do or the things that you procrastinated or really matter, get them out of the way first thing in the morning. And then you get to just everything else you get accomplished during the day is just brownie points. Yeah. I love that. I love that. And I love how, um, you, you and I have worked together and we have mutual friends that you've worked with. Um, but I think that one of the main things for me was just having somebody help sort through the things that I don't like paying attention to that, (laughs) that are still there and really important. Like, what do you want your financial goals to look like? What do you want? There's so many things that are, when you think about being productive, it's, we tend to go to like, was I productive today? As we've been talking about, like, did I spend my day right? But productivity finds itself weighing in on every part of our life, right? Health, finances, you know, business goals, all those things. Yeah. You just, you just said that perfectly, but something that I've been saying to, it seems like a lot lately, um, is personal organization and productivity, especially bleeds into every aspect of your life. So I, I definitely would agree with that. Yeah. And I think it's cool that, um, you've made that. I mean, like you said, in the beginning, you found that space where you're like, yes, I love thinking about this. And not only do I love thinking about this, I love talking about it, teaching it, watching other people work in a way that they can start to know that this is clicking for them as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's, that is, that's the best part of my job is when I get to, you know, take someone who, um, has a career and has priority. I, I work a lot with moms, um, people who are juggling, you know, trying to be this caregiver and also do this business or this creative thing on the side. 
um, and they're drowning because Mm -hmm. they feel like they are being pulled in two different directions. And the reality is, is that does not have to be the case. If you Mm -hmm. feel like you are getting split in half or you have to choose, um, usually that can be fixed with some perspective shifts, but mostly um, changes of habits and systems, implementation of systems. Mm -hmm. If you do something more than once in your business or in your life, it should have a template or a system around it. More Um, than once. Did you hear that? (laughs) Yeah. If you do anything more than once routinely, there should be a template or a system for it. Mm -hmm. And you are the kind of person that loves creating those. I could geek out on those. You set me up for that one. I could geek out on, on those things all, all day. The main things that I do focus on are, I work with a lot of online business owners and creatives. So uh, your strategy online, how you're showing up, what you're delivering. um, We get so strategic with that because content creation, and this is perfect for creative um, people as well, who have a career in that, you know, that you could just do that all of the time. Mm -hmm. You could just create all of the time and content creation is the main time suck Mm -hmm. of our business. It's what we spend the most time doing. It's also where we might waste the most time Mm -hmm. Um, because you can get lost in a content creation hole for, for hours. Um, And so I focus a lot on content strategy. Which is so valuable. And it's interesting because I think of a couple things that have come up in the past minute. Moms, Yes. Trying to figure out how to manage it all, but also people who are trying to have as well as I should say people who are trying to have create a creative career of their own while doing another one. So it's also figuring out how do I keep my day job, whether it's, you know, whatever that looks like and find the time to create this new career for myself. So there's another one. And then, oh gosh, what was the other thing I was thinking of? Oh, content. So we're talking about creating content, which we tend to think of as marketing and social media and how am I going to get my work in front of others? But a lot of the people listening are also literally creating content. Like they're drawing, they're illustrating, they're making patterns, they're making product, they're coming up with a new design for their next, you know, earring collection, whatever it is. There's so much content that a that mm-hmm. a creative entrepreneur is dealing with. And sometimes it just it's too much. Yeah. I mean, and and think of it that way. You have you you actually create for your living, for your career, um, but then you also are responsible for providing content to this whole audience to get them to buy your stuff. It's just, it's just a lot. I I just helped someone map out who has a very, very successful pattern um, and surface pattern career. And she needed a new opt-in to get people on her email list. And so we worked through and she has these beautiful gift tags that she's giving away. Mm. Um, And so just things like that, where that's just more content, right? So you're, you're constantly creating, but what is the strategy? How can we get the biggest bang for our buck when it comes to energy and effort and time as well? Well, and I also find that often we're doing it in a vacuum, right? And, and to have, you know, we might have a cup of coffee or a chat with a a like-minded creative friend, which is fantastic because then we can run ideas by each other. But when one of your like-minded like-minded creative friends is a productivity coach, it um, can kind of really start to move the needle. So I love that there are ways to 
that you put out there for people to work with you or, you know, you do a lot of giving as well. And a lot of aha moments. I think when I, what I know when I'm looking at your social media or listening to what your latest offers are, your ideas or your, you know, your ways, like I have this idea that can really help people. And I think it's very interesting that you work with so many creatives because I think often we're so busy First of all, thinking we need to do it all ourselves. I think that's not just a creative thing. That's a human thing. Like, like I mentioned with um, my podcast, I really dug in thinking, okay, I need to learn how to do all of this so I can put it into the world. And <laughs> you're like, maybe you don't need to do it all. So <laughs> it's like, oh, I um, mean, that's helped me in several, in several ways. So I think it's just really generous how you start to show people that. And you were saying you've come up with something new called the jumpstart checklist. Can you tell me a little bit? about Yeah, that? I actually hardly ever create new, they're opt-ins, free resources, whatever you call it. Um, usually I just provide like master classes for them. Um, but I have an upcoming productivity mini course coming up in November. We have all the things happening in November, but I just, I stole some of the content from that mini course and put it into two different checklists. And I'm just, I'm just giving it away because, um, I, I love being able to get all of my thoughts in one place. So when I sit down to plan my week, I need a list of things to plan. Otherwise Mm. I forget things or balls get dropped. Mm. And so organically, I kind of started this with my husband is we had a list of things we knew we needed to talk about on Sundays so mm-hmm. that we could actually hit the ground running on Monday or jump into a new week. Um, feeling like we can handle it. We have three kids. We both have very demanding careers. It's a lot. And if we're going to have time to do any of the things we love, like date nights or take our kids to the museum for the umpteenth time, we need to be able to have things in place. And so that's where the jumpstart checklist was born mm-hmm. and has really morphed into an entire framework, but really bare bones. It is just a list of things to get planned, scheduled, or figured out mm. before you jump into Monday. Hence the word jumpstart checklist. Um, I sign up for that. And it's one of those silly things in the link in my bio. <laughs> um, it's one of those really silly things that. I just have used forever and thought, oh, like this could probably be helpful for somebody else. I love that. There's another point of those things, especially I'll have to circle it back to you, especially somebody that I look at as so organized and so like mindful and thoughtful about those things. But you guys, there's something that all that you do right now that you think is no big deal that people would think is a big deal. So this is a a, big deal. This is a perfect example. Jumpstart checklist. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so I'll give you the link for that. Um, and I added a second list for those of that have, um, like online businesses, I added a second list and there is a business list in there too, of things to ideally have figured out before you jump into Mondays. So let's talk a little bit about that, about online businesses and teaching and things like that, because I think a lot of creatives and potentially many of those of you who are listening have thought, oh gosh, or my other people might've told you, you could teach. Why don't you teach this? Or you see other people doing it and you're like, oh, I I just don't even know where I would start to do that. But I know you could, because I see so many of you that I would, I would love to learn from myself. So talk a little bit about how you've helped people with that. 
I love that you said that. So we'll have a new um, offer really specific to this come January. I'll have, I'll have an offer very specific to artists actually, um, because thanks to you, I've worked with a good handful of them now. I'm more than a handful. And the one thing that I found is that they're so amazing at what they're doing that they're too close to it, right? You just mentioned that. So how do they take this thing that they're going to teach or this thing that they've close to perfected and 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 sell it to the masses, you know, teach it and make money, make more money off of their knowledge versus just what they're creating. And so I've had quite a few clients who have created courses, workshops. I help them map out what that launch looks like, what that promotion looks like. Oftentimes, a lot of my clients have good, decent audiences because the work they do is visual. It's beautiful. Mm -hmm. So people love to see it on Instagram. And so a lot of the times you have like a good sized audience, but those are people literally just waiting for you to tell them how they can pay you, Mm -hmm. (laughs) how they can learn from you. And so I map out those launches for, for them a lot of the times and to, to take the guesswork out of it so that you can do the art, you can do the creating piece. And then you just have to essentially do what I tell you to, to do it online. And and people pay you for what you know. Yeah. I'm going to de- ask you to deconstruct that even one step further. When you say launch, when you say you tell people how to launch something, what do you even mean by that? Yeah. I'm glad you said that. We get so close to our words too, huh? Um, any type of online promotion. And so when I say promotion, it's literally, I created this thing. Here it is for this amount of money. Mm-hmm. But then there's the marketing piece of getting people and letting people know that they need that thing that you have. That's a whole other, that's a whole game plan, um, Mm -hmm. of how to not only create this thing, right. But then how do we get people to see what we created, know that they need it, make them aware that they need it, but then also convince them to buy it. Um, and I kind of help you do that through online, online business, online marketing Mm -hmm. is its own animal. It's its own beast. Mm -hmm. And, um, I have put in a lot of money and a lot of hours to learn it. And so I, I love to be able to use that to, to help my, my creative career friends and, um, clients promote their own things online. Uh, Did that answer your question? Yes. I love how you said that. And I really think that really makes me think too, because so often humans are like, Oh, I don't know. People don't really want to learn that from me. Or how am I going to, I have a hard time talking about that, or I don't want to be salesy or, you know, something like that. And I love the way you go about that because just in watching you and knowing you in the time that I I have, we need somebody to remind us, nobody's going to know about it unless you tell them. And guess what? They're waiting for you. So many of you right now have things and teaching and lessons and courses that you could put out into the world and product as well. I mean, it doesn't, you could start your own store. You could teach lessons. You could just be a little bit more confident about how to put your artwork in front of the right people. Like these are all things that a little nudge towards productivity, towards minding your details towards minding your steps and planning your, a launch could mean so many things. I'm just, I get really excited about it because I can't do this by myself. It's it's someone's potential and it can be be greater. It can be greater. It really can. And I think often we second guess ourselves, but how I've experienced your help is just people are waiting to hear what you're, what you're, offering what you're talking about. And I'm talking to you audience, you know? So yeah, Chelsea's talking about these little things that can, she helps with that. Then it takes the, it takes the, oh, I can't do that away. It, it makes you feel completely motivated to say, oh, 
I can do that. I matter. My ideas matter. My creativity matters. My story matters, you know? Natalie and I wanted to introduce you all to our membership community that we've created called Relish Your Creativity. It's something we're really, really excited about, and we just wanted to share a little bit more of it with you. It's been a few months now in the making, and we built this community to really hone in on clarifying what your creative path is. So we've focused on clarity. We want to promote confidence in showing up who you are, authentically you, and be in community with one another. This is a global community with members all over the world. And the richness that comes from these conversations in the community really just moves us all forward in indescribable ways. It's super fun. We have prompts to make you feel creative during the month or that focus on the theme. You know, we have Q&As every month. We have guests. But the most important part, clarity, confidence, and that community part, and making you feel like you have the support of both Natalie and I and the peers in this group to move you forward on the path you're on. And it's been really exciting to see the things that are happening in there and just really to come together. We we do co-working sessions live, and there's just all sorts of ways that it's just a very comfortable, warm, friendly, welcoming place to be, and we'd love you to be part of it. So to find out more about it, go to www.relishyourcreativity.com. I'm listening to the book right now, The Magic of Thinking Big. Have mm, you read it? N- not yet. Okay. So put it on your list like yesterday. <laughs> okay. Um, I have been reading, it's an older book. It's like a classic. I've heard of it. I've just known about it for a long time. And there's a quote in there that is just so short, so simple, so sweet. And it says, action cures fear. Mm-hmm. And yep. the big piece that I'm finding of, of, you know, most of the clients I work with is, is, is there that block is usually fear, right? Yeah. Like my stuff's not good as so-and-so Doubt, or fear. Um, yeah. Or this person's better than me or this person's making yes. more money and this yeah. person's already doing it. So the comparisonitis like yep. is so common. Um, but that fear will never go away. You just take action in spite of it. And then I'm so it, glad you then, brought that up. Yeah. And then it lessens. So the only way to cure fear is to take action in spite of it. So if you're feeling, you know, those of you listening, if you're feeling that way right now, like you have something to share, you have something to put out. Um, you were given that thought for a reason and don't let it die inside of you. And, and, and it will be scary. It's always scary. Every time I launch anything, I've done it more than hands that I, more than I can count, but I, it's scary every time but I never regret it. And once you take the action, once you take the step, the fear, it just fades. It just does. Mm -hmm. And then it's easier the next time. You know, if you never faced those fears, would you ever get anywhere? Would you ever feel like you've accomplished anything? I'm not, I'm not sure we would. No. No. And okay. Well, so when I started this business, um, I had done wellness coaching course in college and I just thought, you know what, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to have my kids. And then I'll, when they're in school, then I'll, I'll open my wellness coaching business. That's something I always plan to do. Well, I get to my, my second kiddo was a baby and I just kept feeling this urge, this urge, right? There was something inside of me. I was terrified of it because a, I didn't know anyone who ran a business. I didn't feel qualified. Right. And in, in the grand scheme of things, like I, I wasn't qualified. I still had so much to learn. I knew nothing about running a business. And my husband was watching a documentary one time and it was about around this time. I'm, I'm trying to figure out what's happening with myself. I'm too scared to do anything to move forward on it. And, uh, my husband 
it was a documentary on how our emotion affects our actions. Mm. Timely, right? So the therapist on there, she goes, I always ask my clients, what would you do if you weren't afraid? Mm. And my husband, my sweet husband, he paused it and he looked at me and he said, what would you do right now if you weren't afraid? And I said, I would start my coaching business. And then my hand flew over my mouth because (laughs) it was out. It was out and there was no going back. And so fear um, almost prevented me from that provides so much fulfillment for me, for my family. So many people I've been able to help. Fear almost kept me from all of that. Fear almost prevented you from helping so many people and helping yourself. Oh my gosh, Chelsea. I'm so glad you told that story because I was going to say like, how'd you get here? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, that and is, that's the story. And don't you find too, that, um, when you put something out there, I mean, granted, a lot of times we're thinking it, we don't even know we're thinking it sometimes, but if we stop long enough to pay attention, it's in there. Right. And sometimes whether, whether you write it or you share it with a friend or something like that, but you make it known, things just start to happen. Doors start mm-hmm. to open. There might be people right now that are thinking, oh my gosh, this Chelsea person is talking directly to me. <laughs> you know, like, I but- hope so. Cause I, I, <laughs> I hope you feel that because I've, I've been, you know, I've been there too. I get it. Yeah. And I, I, I know when you've spoken directly to me and it was, I think specifically the podcast, because when I look back on my notes, um, like I think of somebody like an Andy J pizza, who's on his, you know, hundred, seven hundredth episode like that or something like that. And I look back in my notes from, oh, so many years ago and podcast is right at the top. And I don't know if I, well, there, there was probably a little bit of doubt, like, oh, who wants to listen to me or how am I going to do this or whatever that is? How am I going to find time? Certainly was one of them. And I literally thought that I had to know how to do all the things. Um, but in working with Chelsea and just and knowing Chelsea as a friend as well and, and having her say, so let's set a date for when this is going to happen. <laughs> we didn't hit the first one. But honestly, I totally wasn't even thinking about this till we started talking today. But then she was gently, gently said, okay, what's the next date? And what do you have to do? You know, think of, don't you have a list of people you, yeah, I have a list of like a hundred people I'd like to talk to. And don't you, so I had a microphone. Cooper had this same microphone for when he thought he was going to be a YouTuber, you know, gamer when he was eight. So then I thought I had to, you know, do X, Y, and Z and figure it out. And you helped me push past all that. And I think it was talking about it with you and other people and just making it happen. So if any of you are thinking about there's that thing or, or you haven't said it out loud, I D double dare you, encourage you wrap you in, you know, positive mojo to write it down, share it, you know, tell a friend, take a picture of it, post it, tag me, whatever it is, because it's the way to keep living, keep living out loud, keep fulfilling those things that feel like dreams and can really happen. Do you know? So yes, I, I remember when you started this podcast, I remember so vividly and you were so surprised at how well it did and nobody else was. One of the things that I remember really moved you forward into that action piece of having this goal, which I'm so glad you actually started talking about that because that's what we're all thinking about right now. It's, it's almost the end of the year and we're planning, right? Right. Um, one of the things that, that push you through is that we reverse engineered that goal. And that's yeah. something that I do with all of my clients. It's one of my Good point. big things is that if you know when you're going to work on things, it takes out the overwhelm of if you're going to work on them. Yeah. And so what we do is we start here and we work backwards, right? We start with the podcast and it was 
what actually, Mm -hmm. I love this, no BS, what would it actually take Mm -hmm. to make this happen? And then I walk you through, and what we did this too, is we walked through every single task that needed to happen to make this a reality. Um, And then we take that a step further and we break that into, okay, what are, what are our mile markers? Like, where do we need to be by what time? And then you put the tasks in between those mile markers so that you no longer have this like intangible far off goal, but you have this timeline, you know, exactly what you need to work on every single week. And you feel really great about yourself because you have this task list that you can check off and watch yourself get closer to hitting your goals. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what you did. And that's, I mean, that's right now as we're airing in November, like that's what I'm helping clients with right now. And that's why I'm doing a, a planning intensive, um, in December is because now is the time to reverse engineer of what you want your quarter one to look like. Exactly. I was talking to somebody just this week as well, where they came to me with a whole bunch of ideas and was thinking that they had to narrow it down to one. And that's, all of them were valid, but what it really was, was saying, what are the first steps you need to take? Or here's an, here's a little mini assignment or a project to think about. And the cool thing about you is you can take that way further, but it's just like, what do you need to do to unfreeze yourself, to move yourself forward into that positive action towards your goal? And you're right here. We are at, at the end of how is this possible? But 2021 moving into 2022. So I'm in denial. I know. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Yes. Um, but what are you, tell me what you're, what you're working on with people. Mm, Yeah. I love that. So reverse engineering is actually, when I say that, I just mean helping clients work backwards to actually achieve those goals and make them doable, actionable. Um, it's one of my favorite things to do. And so I used to have this offer that I would do with clients, um, where you could come in for two hours, you and I would sit down and we would map out the next six months of your business and exactly what you needed to do when, and then I would go on the back end, save them the time and the energy and literally list out when they were going to get it done and, and hand it to them, you know, with a bow. And every time I opened up spots for those, they would all fill. And Mm -hmm. I did that for a year. I did it in July and I did it again last December and they all filled. And I thought, okay, there's something here, right? Mm -hmm. I'm taking the planning out of it for someone. They're having someone to soundboard with as they do it, as they strategize. And then I take it and I help them figure out the timeline. Well, um, I decided this year that instead of opening up those spots, I'm just going to create as many spots as possible. Mm -hmm. Um, and Mm -hmm. I'm going to do a, essentially a group planning intensive where it's workshop style, um, two hours, you hop on zoom with me and I will literally walk you through creating an action plan for your quarter one of 2022. Um, and then there'll be, there'll be a VIP option where you can actually get like live feedback and like, you know, I can walk you through checkpoints and there'll be, there'll be that as well. If someone wants a higher level of support, but, um, it's happening the first of December and, uh, we are going to, and there's intention behind that date because I want people to have their quarter one planned before December really kicks in so that they can enjoy the last month of the year. Because if anyone needs anything in December, it is rest and recuperation. And, um, so yeah, I'm walking them through that. that. No, there's not, there's not. And especially with creatives who have products to sell during the holidays, like there's just a lot that happens. So 
let me at least help you take the planning <laughs> off of your plate and, and walk you through that so that you don't feel like you have to do that on your own too, or hit the ground running in January and twiddling your thumbs because you have no right. idea what you're doing. Well, and I think that's another example of those things that we know we should do. It's kind of like taxes, right? You know, it's coming, you know, you should do it and you actually have to, but do we? We don't always, we all, sometimes you can be like, okay, now it's January and I'm, I didn't, I didn't really plan, or maybe you did, but did you plan with your bigger picture in mind or did you plan just how you were planning last month? And I think one of the things that you've certainly helped me with and uh, many others is that cool, bigger vision. And I know there's an example of a mutual friend of ours who launched a course this last week. And you were very instrumental in helping her get that done. And how did that vision work? Yeah. Um, well, to be honest, she came and was like, this is the course that I've created the thought I have put so much thought into teaching this course and I have worked really hard on it. The thought of, of promoting this and putting it out there. Like I just, I just can't, it was, she just had hit, she'd hit her limit. And that is, that is exactly, I mean, so human, right? Like we mm. create this beautiful thing, but then to also put the effort into marketing and pushing it. That's, that's the just, part that's really often yes. so hard. And often creatives don't, that's not enjoyable. That's mm. not what, you know, but unfortunately to sell your stuff, you have to market. So yeah. it's one of those ways that you can outsource. And so she and I sat down and I mapped out an entire calendar for her and which I loved, <laughs> which I love to do these. Um, but we identify the marketing strategies to use, which there is many and not all of them are fit for every type of product. And so we sit mm. down and we um, map out the course and I figure out kind of who the ideal client or the ideal customer for this is. And then we, we decide what marketing strategies are authentic to you as a person, to what feels good to you. And that's the thing too, is, is that I don't want to feel salesy or I don't want to feel yucky. Right, right. Um, marketing does not have to be that way. And right. so I get to come in and help them find a way that feels authentic to them, to how they want to sell and sells. That's so stays, Yeah. Really. Um, in integrity with, with what they've created, um, often as well. So this is teaching. So this is workshops, this is courses, um, that you usually launch to an online audience. And so we just took that and, and she ran with it and she, she's, she's killing it. <laughs> so proud of her. Yeah. It's really exciting. And the, so the cool thing is that, so I, I kind of veered off course from what you're, what you're offering, but if those of you listening think are thinking, okay, first of all, I know I need a plan for just, I'd like a plan for what next year looks like, but maybe you're liking, you're thinking, I'd like to even go a little bit further. And I have this idea. I have this dream that I really haven't even said out loud. And maybe I need help with that. Or I have built something out, but I can't imagine selling it. You know, there's so many things, um, that I'll go back to the word productive and productivity. <laughs> it really, sometimes that word turns into like procrastination or, yeah. um, so easily they start with the same three letters. Abatage could turn into <laughs> yeah. <laughs> productivity turns into procrastination. <laughs> yeah. and... So tell me again, tell us again, December, when's this first, all happening? It is smack dab the very first day of December. Um, before things get crazy, uh, it is for those of you doing black Friday sales, you have time to do your sales. And then as your sales are closing down on cyber Monday, 
um, two days later, you can, we can hit the ground running and, and I can help you kind of reverse engineer that plan. And I always provide a live Q and a when I do these so that as you're filling out your plan or as I'm walking you through everything, you also have live support as well. Whether you do the VIP or not, I always include live Q and a. So how much time will this take for someone? It is two hours, two hours to have Nothing. your entire Yeah. Two hours out of your life to have your entire quarter one plan. And that doesn't even count about the the cost of the stress that will be lifted from not having to worry about planning, which is the case for so many of my clients is oftentimes the worry from if we'll get to something is, is almost worse than just doing the thing itself. Oh my gosh. You're That's so true. And I think as you can tell, Chelsea's an overall extremely positive person just to, (laughs) so to have her dropping into my inbox with just little reminders of ways to look at my day, week, year, maybe with just a slightly different pair of glasses. And I, I always appreciate that. And, you know, I, I think you're very, you're smart, you're purposeful, you're you're busy, but you're busy in a way that makes a lot of sense. So I just, I'm so glad that I know you and, and I, some of that gets to rub off on, on my day. Oh, I love you for saying that. No, a feeling is so very, very mutual. And that's the beauty of the online world. We would have never met any other way. And now I have, I have Margo in my life and you sent my sweet little girl, the cutest little tank top onesies. And she wore those all summer and (laughs) I can't. It was a hot summer, yeah. so they were very needed. Chelsea has two beautiful boys and a new sweet girl. So I, you know, I just really appreciate your point of view on this. And I hope some people are listening. And, and here's the other cool thing about you offer so many things that don't cost anything. You, you offer a lot of ways to be productive in our lives. So I encourage you to go and check those things out and on chelseawestman.com, C-H-E-L-S-E-A-W-S-S-M-A-N.com. Of course, it's in the show notes. And just, I just really am excited to introduce you to somebody that is just very important in my life. So thanks. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. Yep. All of, I mean, the blog on there, everything we've talked about, you can find in a blog post on there. That's so good. Tell me who's inspiring you right now, my dear. Who is inspiring me right now? This this answer may be a little different than what you typically get, right? Uh, I love that. Yeah. The person I always go to for anything, not just productivity, but just personal growth. Um, I will always be a Brendan Burchard fan, big time. Um, he has a book called High Performance Habits. So if you are looking to um, level up in any type of... Um, mentally or just getting more done in a day or just feeling more fulfilled in life. Um, that book is a great place to start. It's what I give all of my clients. And, um, yeah, so he's not paying me to say this, but he is most definitely one of my biggest mentors that doesn't even know I exist. I hope sometime he does, because I think you guys really approach things in a very similar way. Your energy is, is matched. I think that's very cool. And if you don't know who he is, of course, in the show notes, but he's somebody I could really listen to for a long time. He, he explains things so well. He, he, it feels like you're, he's speaking directly to you. It's pretty Mm -hmm. cool. Yeah. Personal development is an interest of yours. He is the go-to for that. Yeah. Yeah. Who wouldn't that matter to? That's very cool. Who else? Um, Ooh, I should have thought about this ahead of time. There's, there's so many, Honestly, and this is so cheesy. Maybe I'm not the first person to have said this, but my sweet husband, (laughs) this, none of this would be capable 
possible without him. Having a third kid was a trip. It was a trip this summer. (laughs) And there was a big dynamic to figure out. And he just took one of his paternity leaves. So he gets to split them up. He just Mm -hmm. took um, a week of paternity so that I could build out this this thing that I have coming. And so just, you know, the, the give and the take, I just am very fortunate for that relationship. And there's no way, I mean, we all have people in our lives who are the reason that we're successful. Right. Right. Um, and not everyone gets to say it's their spouse, but mine definitely is. That's a gift. It, it really is. I love that. He asked you, what would you do right now? If you could, I mean, yeah. Ask yourself that if you're listening and maybe turn to somebody that is near and dear to you and ask them to might be, you might be surprised with what you yep. set into action. I ask every single one of my new clients that question now. Mm, that's, that's where we so start. It, it has come full circle. <laughs> I'm curious to know what goals you're putting in place for yourself. For myself right now, mm-hmm. um, the time saving, I am practicing what I preach right now. I am outsourcing <laughs> Um, I am hiring on a social media manager as we speak. And I just had a very promising interview with a bookkeeper and accountant. It is time to get my hands out of so much of the busyness, right? There's that word again of my work. And, and that's the difference when, when you get to outsource, there's certain times where you realize that you don't, not everything needs to be done by you, right? You've had that experience with your podcast. Not everything needs to be done by you, even if you love it. Yeah. Even if, even if you, even if you love it, it doesn't all have to be done. It by could you. be and that's stopping you from moving forward. It could be, and it, and it could be, and that's, that's the point where I am at is where it's time to outsource a few more things. And so I will be adding a few more people to my team and really looking forward to all the time, all the time freedom it's going to give me. Mm, that's so good. You have just been giving us all sorts of gems. I can't wait to kind of listen again and pull out some of these quotes. And I hope those of you listening just are really thinking about what matters to you right now. Some things that you'd like to move forward with for yourself, some goals and know that I see you. I see you shining. I know I say that, but I truly mean it. I really believe that everybody has the opportunity to do that thing that they love. So and they deserve um, to. They deserve to, right? So go check out Chelsea. She's offering some really amazing things. And I, I imagine some of you are a little bit, uh, you, uh, you already have. <laughs> I'm sure you already have. <laughs> Maybe you didn't even get this. Yeah, far. come say hi. Yeah, come say hi. And um, it's the beginning of November. So you have time before December 1st. But I'd love to hear that you're taking this Um this investment in yourself and in your time. Thanks, Chelsea, for all your gems and all your wisdom. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. I just, I just love your guts. It's not every day I get to interview on a podcast with someone who I just really love in real life. Ah, thanks. I love that too. I, I agree. It's really fun to talk to somebody that has made such a difference in what I, what I get to do and what I get to share with others. So thanks, my dear. Thank you. That's it for this episode of Windowsill Chats. Thanks so much for being here with me. It's just so great to be able to bring you these conversations with the fantastic people and wonderful friends that I've met and made along the way. Make sure you subscribe to Windowsill Chats on your favorite podcast app and please share it with a friend. 
And if this episode spoke to you, I'd really appreciate it if you would also leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. You can just go to the bottom of the episode you've just listened to and it'll let you leave a review. If you have any questions or want to check out more details or inspiration that we talked about, head over to the show notes at windowsillchats.com or tantostudio.com. They'll both take you to the same place. I can't wait to share more stories with you again next week. I value your time and I absolutely believe in your potential. Have a great one, everyone, and stay creatively curious.